Welcome to the podcast today. We are super excited to announce our guest, Dr. Brian Harris. Definitely stay tuned for his podcast. Brian speaks a lot about social media and how to utilize that to build your business and what he's done through Instagram, through influencers uh, to leverage what he's doing and not only leverage them, but now he's become an influencer. And he's also used his platform to help other people in his field, in the cosmetic dentistry field, to better their companies and products, as well as their branding. So definitely stay tuned for this episode and this amazing discussion with Dr. Brian. So welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast. Super excited today. We have Dr. Brian Harris with us. So welcome, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. So unless you've been living under a rock, you probably don't. uh, I'm sure you know who Brian is. So he's well known here in town, does cosmetic dentistry, um, has worked on some amazing uh, cases and clients and, and is someone who really understands the power of social media and not only understands that, but has really optimized that for his business and industry. So this is exactly why we want to have you on, Brian, to help our listeners today. Thanks, man. I hope I can share at least something that, that will bring value to them. So Oh, you will. So let's just kick off with this. You know, how has social media changed your business? Well, it's funny. So when social media first came out, um, I thought it was such a waste of time. And and I still think it's actually a total waste of time looking at social media as the world sees it. Okay, so I I think this idea of social proof is totally different. So I consider social media like as a dentist that's posting like team pictures, flossing memes, you know, facts about dentistry. I think that's great for building you know, building a little bit of a brand and building trust with patients, but this idea of social proof of, you know, allowing people to see who you are on a daily basis, what you do, and proof that, that you are good at what you do and and give them a place to reach out and connect with you, I think is just massive. So that's completely changed the way that I, that I do business, you know, 100%, 180 from, from where I was a few years ago. So when you use the word proof, and I like that, I haven't heard that before in, in regard to social media. So you're talking about the brand that you're building, the product that you're doing for your clients, you know, the virtual smile, which we'll get into. So it's more showing the, the actual before and after of what you're doing. Yeah, so similar, like uh, like when I follow the AFT page, you know, and, and, and I get on there and see the homes that you guys built and the quality of the home and the, the style and you know, how fresh things look, that is proof that you know what you do as a builder is the highest quality and you're the, the best at what you do. And so it's, it's a matter of, of showcasing what you do on a daily basis. It's like a highlight reel for people to see, uh, to, to know if they can trust you to, to take care of their mouth or take care of building their house, whatever it may be. So you're talking, I mean, it's, it's not just uh, the proof of what you're doing, but you also said a highlight reel. So it's almost a resume. It's a working resume of active projects or active cases that you're working on with clients and what I really like about what you're doing is you're not only um, showing the proof of what you're doing as a cosmetic dentist but you're also showing how that's changing their life right so there's an emotional part to what you're showcasing on social media so talk about that I mean because the clients I mean you could just see their life change their smile their personality their confidence you know with what you're doing yeah I think that's that is one of the things that's been the most beneficial is focusing the page on the outcome of the patient rather than just the before and after for the dentist, you know, and I think that's a mistake a lot of people make is 
they build their page and it's egocentric. It's all focused on them as a professional and look what I did where it shouldn't be that. It should be all about look who I served and look at the outcome we got and look how it changed their life, not just right now, but three years from now, five, ten years from now. I think that is, is what resonates with the public. With, with any business that you're in, focusing the message on the consumer as opposed to the the person actually providing the service. So, yeah, and what's interesting is, so for anyone listening, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, I'm nervous to be on camera or do stories, but something you're optimizing is you're showing stories of clients as they're buying their airplane ticket, right? Booking to come see Dr. Brian Harris. You're showing them as they show up in your office, right? In the reception area and coming in. So you're kind of building this story um, that's promoting your business. Yeah, I mean, in, in one sense, it's about them, but telling their story really tells your story at the same time. It tells people a lot about who you are and in, in the way that you do business. So I think it's, that's always been my focus, focus on them truly. And, and from a personality side, I think what I really like about Fawn Your Page is, you know, for in, to be attracted to any business, I mean, there's an entity behind it that you know or you feel like you know and there's a personality there. And so I'm sure your clients have given you that feedback or have they that, hey, when they f- meet you, they feel like they know you. They've, you know, seen your, the way you speak and your candor and how you're talking on camera. And so they feel like they know you before they even come to see you the first time. Well, that's what's changed everything. Before, I would sit in my office and I'd wait for someone to schedule a consult. They'd come in and see me. And I was still doing cosmetic dentistry at that time. But the first interaction we'd ever have is right there in the chair. They're meeting me for the first time. They have no idea what type of work I do. They have no idea who I am and the type of person that I am. They have no idea, you know, about what things cost. And social media allows you to help people see those things before they come see you. And so when they actually do come see you, it's, it's, it's just so different. You walk in the room with this relationship already built. So, so that's amazing. I think that's the one thing that people miss about social media is you talk about that sales pitch. A lot of times, and this is true for our business too, and I'm sure for you where you're alluding to that before you would price something, there's not really a relationship with the client. How do they differentiate you between your competitor, right? Whereas now with social media, as you've built that personality and people feel like they know you, you've almost, you, you've done that selling already, right? It, you know, and, and what you speak about, the proof is already there. The personality's there. So now it's, do the numbers make sense, right? Yeah. Does timing make sense? Yeah. It's funny you say that because that, that's like the words that come right out of my mouth. It, it's always been a matter of, hey, let's find something that gives you the look you want and that works in the right budget and the right time frame for you. And that's what I tell everybody. Because I truly don't care if people move forward three years from now with me or if they move forward next month or if they don't move forward at all, that's okay. I just try to give them as much info as I can up front and then let let the rest play out. So with that said, so what platforms are you using <coughs> with social media and which ones have you found the most success? By, f- by far the most success on Instagram. You know, it's, it's just, it's the hottest platform right now. Um, a few months ago, I, I started to, to branch out and really build my profile more on LinkedIn. Um, and obviously, you know, with, with posting on Instagram and reposting to Facebook, that kind of naturally takes care of itself. But, uh, but yeah, I think Instagram's the hottest. I think LinkedIn is coming in strong right behind it. And, uh, I started posting my first TikTok videos uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. I'm so still how's that been? Have you figured it out yet? Super uncomfortable. <laughs> but I just feel like an old man when I get on there. But, but I, I do see, you know, it's funny. There's like this underlying layer of TikTok where 
what you see on the front end is more teenagers and music, but you know, you peel that layer back and there is like, there's business in there and there's, it's just going to take some time to build, I think. Just like anything. I mean, Instagram started that way, right? Yep. More or less a lot of teenage things, posting pictures and now it's morphed into, you know, a big thing for big companies that are optimizing like you are. Yeah, Instagram, absolutely. Right. Um, and TikTok's funny because I've found the same thing. I mean, we've posted some videos on there and they're not uh, very different than some of the normal posts I'll have, yeah. right, on Instagram. Yeah. But you have fun with it, you know, and, and one thing I need to figure out is some of the editing to get some of the beats of the music, you know, with yep. the picture and, and yep. video. But that'll take some time. I need to have, I think, my kids help me yeah, out a little bit more with that. Pay them a little bigger <laughs> allowance. So who's running your social media? Um, I, I run most of it as far as the big decisions. I hired somebody about five months ago that's just amazing and she just helps with like the organization of it and um it's a it's a group locally known as marketing they're fantastic shannon is her name and uh it's a company she owns with uh with her father just fantastic so it you know as far as using an outsource for that is that someone who's working on uh just the day-to-day posting and and the text or and and you're overseeing the photos and the the strategy behind it i mean how does that break down yeah, so I still like to do all the engagement. You know, I, I believe that social media can't be automated or you can't just hand it over to an employee to run it. You know, I think the, the power of social media is being social and being available. Um, but sometimes where people get stuck is in the the gathering of the content, the the mapping it out, what, what, what you're going to post, when you're going to post, the timing of how to post it. So that's the stuff she helps me with. So I, I give her all of my content. I give her all my photos. I give her everything. And I just say, hey, organize this in a way that looks good. And then I'll come up with what I want to say. And then I'll engage once it, once it goes live. Well, I think you've already given away the first secret to our listeners is you talked about that social media, the purpose of it is to be social. So it's engagement. And, you know, when I talk to, um, you know, fellow builders or people in my network asking about why, their profile is not growing or why they're not having, you know, success. And it all comes to what you're saying is engagement, right? You know, when your followers know that you're behind it, that you're going to answer questions, that you're going to respond to them. And it's not just that, you know, some people will do three posts a week and they'll put the post on and just let it sit there and never check Instagram the rest of the day. Right. Well, they don't respond back and people, people comment and they don't say anything back. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. If you're going to post, if you're going to use the, the platform, use it in the way it's intended to interact and build relationships with people. It's, it's the best way to use it. And it doesn't take that much effort, you know, just take a little bit of time and answer people's questions. Yeah. So, you, you know, to that point, it's funny. I was speaking with another uh, marketing person and, you know, they're saying, how come, you know, we had a, we had posted the same picture and on the picture they had, they had one comment and ours, you know, had multiple and they said, well, it's the same picture. Like what's the difference? I said, well, keep in mind that every time I get a comment, I'm commenting back or, you know, it's just like a conversation you're having yep. with someone, right? It's that give and flow. So I can't expect a hundred people to comment on my photo unless I'm doing that in turn, right? So there is some work, there's some engagement, there's that networking you're building, uh, that reciprocation. For sure. And I think that's the underlying thing that people don't realize. There's like, there's like rules of etiquette with social media, right? Like I follow you, you follow me. You built my home that we live in now. And so every time I see you post something that's related to my house or every time I see you post something, you know, about another house you're building, I naturally will comment because, you know, I think if I like it, I'll comment. I'm just <laughs> no, I'll comment. And then the natural thing, though, is when you see me engaging with you on your feed, 
naturally you're going to like my stuff and do the same on mine. And so it's almost like this underwritten rule of, of, um, you know, how to, how to be social and how to, how to reciprocate. So it's super powerful. I mean, you talk about engagement so that, so for anyone listening, who's whether you're no matter how successful you are on what platform you're using, it's all engagement, right? You have to engage, engage, engage. And you've taken another strategy in addition to that. So engagement is a big part to be successful, but another one is you've leveraged and correct me if I'm mistaken, but you've leveraged some national influencers or some bloggers and some other very successful people that now have helped build that brand. So talk to us about how you've leveraged uh, fellow influencers to help build that network. Yeah. So it's something that I call the law of the herd. And what that means is like, just like a herd of animals, like people naturally want to migrate where other people are going. Right. And so what happens is there's a real strategy. You start with local people, you start with like micro influencers, you start with people in your, in your circles that have some influence. It doesn't need to be a ton, you know, a thousand, 2000 followers, 500 followers, whatever it is. And you get them to post about you and, and you repost that. And so then that can build. And as, as people see that you're working with other people, they'll naturally feel more comfortable reaching out. And then, and then you get into like, you know, let's say an influencer with 10,000 followers, get them to post. And then at that point, you know, I always tell doctors I'm giving advice to like, Hey, take your time, build your brand. You know, if you reach out to somebody who has a lot of influence and you're just getting started, what's going to be the reason for them wanting to come and work with you? You know, they want to work with somebody who's got a trusted brand. And, and so, yeah, I mean, there's a real strategy behind it, but the, the law of the herd is, is everything. You know, it's, if everybody hears that, certain person in town is doing everybody's hair and doing everybody's you know whatever it may be as a service professional like naturally the women or the men are going to want to go see that same person just so they can know that they're getting the best best haircut you know or best best service possible so it's that ripple effect i mean that you're alluding to in law of the herd i haven't heard that i love that i'm gonna have the you know i jotted that down because that's something I'm, I'm, i'm gonna remember you know moving forward but so and, and what you're alluding to, it doesn't mean that you have to have someone with 10 million followers or 100,000 followers, right? You've been very strategic where you have people that have 5,000 followers or maybe 15, but they're influencers. They have people that follow them and are active on their profile. And because of that, you know, as that reciprocation goes, as you're sharing stories and resharing and resharing posts and showing that before and after and how confident they are now taking photos, going to weddings. I mean, you see just that emotion and it builds, right? And what's funny is we had... Um, you know, mutual connection. There was one of my coworkers. You know, his girlfriend lived in Calif- California, and uh, you know, had had been online searching for some veneers. You know, want to get that done. And sh- in her network, she had seen some people that had, you know, you had worked on them, and you know, did their cases. And then she said, "I'm going to him no matter what. I'm flying from California to Arizona. I'm with Brian." Yeah. Well, yeah. What's wild now is more than half of everything I do is out of state which is, I mean, just unheard of. Who freaking flies across the country to see a dentist? Like, it's just not heard of until today because for a lot of people, it's just, it's about trust. It's about like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it once. I want to do it right. I want to love it. And so I want to go see the best at it. And and so they're willing to travel. So how have you leveraged that? Because, you know, when we talk about out-of-state clients, you know, it can be difficult to find the time, um, you know, for the consulting and all the legwork that has to happen before they come out. So what are you using? And I'll let you speak about that to help them with the interaction online, you know, before they come out and see you in person. 
Yeah, so I created a product uh, two years ago called Smile Virtual, which is a virtual consult platform within dentistry. So the way it started was, you know, once I started using social media, I realized people were reaching out, asking questions, and I realized they all had the same questions. They wanted to know who to trust to do the work. They wanted to know what to do, and they wanted to know what it cost. And so I thought, what if there was a way that I could give people these answers without them ever leaving their home and do so like in an open and honest way, you know, how would that help grow the business? So that's, that's what I started to do. We created a HIPAA compliant platform and, and we just tell people, Hey, if you want to know what your options are, you want to know what things cost, upload a smile photo, tell us what you want to change and we'll get back to you with a personalized video explaining all your options and going over the cost. So that's really what it is. It's not a live one-on-one conversation and it's it's pre-recorded and then sent to the patient which is it's great for them because the the total time involved for them to figure out let's say they want a new smile the total time for them involved is less than a minute upload a photo and tell me what they want to change and then I can go in early in the morning before my day starts and I can record four or five of these and send them out to people now they know everything they want to know and then they can decide when they're ready they can decide what their budget is, what they want to do. So it's just breaking down all those barriers that that are commonly put up by professionals unknowingly. So it's interesting. We always talk to you know anyone in any profession. I think for you to be successful as a business owner, as a company, is you bring value. And there's a lot of ways to bring value to people and prospects. And what you've done is you found a way to strategize and expedite something that maybe would take a lot of time. You know, meeting after meeting and sitting down with them, which isn't paying you right and not allowing you to fully optimize your schedule in your day what you've done is say okay we could do these virtual smile consultants or consults and go through that and get a quick quote you know in minutes right so what i was finding before is people would come in my office and they'd have a consult with me and we'd spend an hour together and at the end of the consult by the time they finally got what it is that they wanted let's say it's the pricing you know, they found out that it was it was outside of their budget and it didn't make sense. And I thought about them like, you know, what a what a disservice to both of us. Right. Because it's not like just an hour of their time. A lot of them got babysitters. They drove all the way across the city of Phoenix. They came in. They they moved things in their life to be there to just find out the basic answers. And so, you know, and and for me as a dentist, you know, I'm spending time with people that maybe aren't ready to move forward with treatment. And so if there was a way to solve both and serve them at the highest level, give them all the information for free, let them decide if they're ready to move forward, then when we actually meet together, it's, it's an awesome meeting because we're both on the same page and, and then we can we can move forward and get a game plan in place. Yeah, there's a lot of synergy. I think that's valuable for anyone listening. Whatever the business is that you have, find a way to bring value. How can you expedite that transaction, if you will, to now benefit both the client and yourself? Because to your point, you know, if the, the customers at home, you know, seven o'clock at night and they send you a couple photos, takes them a couple minutes. They're not having to drive. They're not having to go locate you, you know, make that appointment and saving both of you time. You can give a quick quote and then two things can happen. They could be ready and move forward or they can say, okay, I, I have my goal and I know what I need to save or, you know, you know, at some point I'll be ready to have this work done and they have a plan, you know, in place to get there. So here's a true testament right here that, you know, as Dr. Brian Harris, not only is he successful and he has a great product, but he's built a national brand you know, through Instagram and and through this virtual consulting. So, you know, for anyone who's hesitant to be on camera or hesitant to 
take that stance into social media? Maybe they don't like to hear the sound of their voice or they feel uncomfortable. I mean, what advice would you give them, you know, to just take that jump and do it? I'm going to answer that. I'm going to go back really quick because you said something that triggered something for me. You know, you, you talked a few times about value and, you know, I truly believe when value exceeds price, that's when people buy. And so a great example, you built the home we live in now. When we were looking at building, you definitely were not the cheapest, right? But the value you brought was so massive and the way you built the house and the way you finished on time, uh, actually you finished a month early, which is just unheard of, but just all that value. And it was so, it was so worth what we paid. And I never doubted that for one second, even though I know I could have got it maybe cheaper from somewhere else, the experience and the value wouldn't be the same. So I think there's two ways to compete in business. You either, you know, compete on price or you compete on value. So it's either just lowering your price to the lowest you can to get business or you increase the value. So in your business, it's, it's expectations, it's delivering, it's quality, it's, it's uh, finishing on time. It's when things go wrong, you fix it. And, you know, before anybody notices, it's all those things for me, it's telling people what they want to know, you know, not making them come all the way in to see me. But then when they actually do come in to see me in the office, it's taking an hour showing them what their smile will look like if they decide to move forward. So my whole thing is value, 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 then ask for the sale, you know, then you make the sale. And I think that applies to any business. Really, if you're trying to compete and, and really dominate a market, increase the value you're providing. Well, I love that you've taken the detour because I think any company, and this is something that we're big on and we continue to make mistakes like we all do in business, but communication, right? Everything comes down to communication, expectations, you know, customer service warranty. And you're in the customer service field, even though, um, I mean, cosmetic dentistry, dentistry, that is a customer service. You're dealing with a lot of personalities, multiple day, you know, trying to make sure those veneers fit, making sure they, you know, everything's that look and they're happy with the expensive paint. So how have you you know, I don't want to say master, but how have you come to understand how to better communicate with your client, how to set expectations, you know, and then of course, you know, resolve any concerns they may have, you know, through the process. Yeah. It's so it's a hundred percent trust communication relationship. So when the trust is built from the get go and the virtual consoles really help with that, when the trust is built and the connections there and the relationships there, when things go wrong, it's okay. People understand like, you know, you're doing the best that you can and it's a lot easier to work through those things. I think the problem is when that doesn't happen, when it's just a business transaction and something goes wrong, then yeah, then it's a, a you know, what was just a business transaction is now just a legal transaction, you know, where, right. where when there's a relationship there, it's like anything else. It's like, yeah, that sucks. It happened, but it happens and uh, let's move forward. Let's move on. And I, so I think relationship is everything. And if you focus on the people instead of the product, I think I think that's crucial. So you've hit on something again, super powerful for our listeners. You know, bringing value to them listening to this podcast is there. There was a book I had read, and you just spoke about this, and it said ninety percent of doctors that are in malpractice suits or are sued are because they had be poor bedside manner, yep. right? And and what that meant was what the author was explaining is that in all his studies of medical field lawsuits is that it's because they didn't like their doctor whether their personality, their communication, you know, and how they handled them because in any profession, things go wrong. Things happen. That's part of life, right? We're dealing with, you know, our hands. It's a work of art and things sometimes don't always go per plan, but 
the ability to build that relationship with the client, that ability to communicate with them, to have that trust, as you alluded to, really solves a lot of that issue and, and avoids even the legal aspect that you talked about. And so, I mean, how do you do that? You're dealing with a lot of personalities, right, every day that come into your firm. You know, how are you managing all these different expectations from all these clients that travel and are spending a lot of money and time to come in to see you? Yeah, I just try, I try to live every day, you know, being in alignment with what I think is, is right and correct and honest. And I try to come from a place of like really listening to them and what is it they want. Yeah. Do I consider myself an expert at what I do in my field? Absolutely. You know, I I really do. But at the end of the day, it's not about my opinion. They're the ones paying for the new smile. They're the ones paying for what they're getting. And so it's, it's finding this happy medium between you being an expert and being the best at what you do, but also you really listening to people and giving them exactly what they want. And I think that's, I think that's crucial is, is being able to let go of your ego just a little bit to, to be there truly to serve, serve the client instead of just yourself. So what's interesting is, you know, speaking with business owners of any profession, that's always the thing they, they say, they say, listen, be quiet, right? Just listen, listen, listen. And that seems to be the number one um, piece of advice that they have for any relationship, yeah. even in the customer service industry that we're in. Yeah, so, and I'll go one step further. It's it's listen and, like, really hear people, but then it's, like, make it happen yeah. after that, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, I'll listen, but I listen from a place of already thinking about what I'm going to say next. And, and, you know, that's not that's not the right way to do it. It's just truly listening, taking it in, and then and then making decisions, which is super sound advice. So thanks for that, Brian. So going back to, um, you know, as we divert a little bit here, Farouk, um, what was the question you asked? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. We took that tangent, right? That's the whole purpose of this. So as we, um, the question was how, you know, for someone who's maybe reluctant to be on camera or to use stories or IGTV or, you know, different things to start building that personality because they don't like their voice or maybe how they look on camera as we're all self-conscious. I mean, everyone's that way. What advice would you give them to just kind of overcome that hurdle and, and just do it? Yeah, I mean, part of it is just you realize the, the more you do something, the better you get at it. So the more you get in front of the camera, the better you're going to be. But I think there's a massive difference in business and in, in knowing versus doing, right? There's all of us know, okay, these are the things we should be doing for a business. You know, people listening to this podcast, really what we're talking about is the power of social media and the power of connecting with people. So everybody, when they're done listening, they're going to all have the same information, but the success is in the doing and the success is in like the going and making mistakes and, and trying it out. And so I think, I think that's the key is you just have to do it. You just have to get out there get uncomfortable. And my advice for people on camera is if you feel really uncomfortable, just own it. Tell the patient right in the video. That's what I tell doctors that I mentor. I'm like, Hey, own it. If you're uncomfortable, just tell them, Hey, this is a super weird for me. I don't like being in front of the camera, but I'm doing this because I want you to know what's possible. So bear with me. If I seem awkward, it's because I am awkward. And, you know, my goal is just to tell you in the next 10 minutes everything you want to know. And then I'd love to meet you in person where I'll be less awkward. That's awesome. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you own it and at least you put yourself out there and communicate that, you know, at least people kind of have some understanding. And and most of us relate, right? We've all, you know, our first time on camera, you're very reluctant. You know, you're very nervous. You know, your speaking may not be perfect. So you know, just putting it out there and owning it, you know, people can relate. And and I found that, you know, even I've seen very successful people on LinkedIn. And what I found is a lot of times, even when they post videos on LinkedIn on the wall there, that they're not 
all done up and it's not professional. I mean, sometimes it may be in their pajamas, you know, or walking around the house and it's just real casual and people relate to that because they feel like, hey, this person's normal. It's not just, you know, this persona that you're trying to build. Yeah, somebody once saw one of my virtual consults and it was a, a coach I was using. He said, Brian, if I ever see you record a virtual consult in a hat again, <laughs> he's like, I'm firing you as a client. And I told him, I said, I said, actually, I think you're missing it. Yeah. He, because he wanted me to record consults in a white coat. And I'm like, you completely don't understand the whole purpose of doing this. I said, uh, people buy from people. You know, I think they, do. they don't want to see me as a doctor talking about doctor stuff and being with a white background. Because it's cold, right? Yeah, There's yeah. no relation there. No, it's, I, I'm like, hey, no. I just got back from the lake with my family and I had 15 minutes. I know you've been waiting for this. So I wanted to share what's possible. Like that, that's how relationships are built. And so I, I fully agree. The more authentic, the better. You know, you... For example, we're recording this right now. There's a guy in the backyard, like with the leaf blower, <laughs> and there's all this noise. And it's like you can stop and say, "Oh, is that going to come through?" No, you just keep going because it's real and authentic. It's not. Yep. It's not. You know this, this executed plan of exactly what's going to be said. No, I love that, and it's funny. I remember when we were doing your house, uh, you know, working through construction, and we were trying to figure out the configuration of landscape. And you sent one of your. You did a virtual consultant oh, yeah. for yeah, landscape that's right, that's right. and you had your hat on, you know, the yeah. nice flat bill cap and yeah, yeah. T-shirt. But I'm like, it's perfect because it was so natural. And, you know, you can relate as you're walking through saying, you know, I want to do turf here and papers here in the pool here. And so it's great because it was just um, it was very, um, uh, you know, inviting. Right. The way that you were just speaking through it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And also, I, I was just thinking one of the things that's been super powerful lately on Instagram, I don't send dms back in text anymore almost everything i do now is voice hmm. so when people message me and are like hey i'm interested in what something would cost i can sit and type something out and take five minutes and try to think through exactly what i'm gonna say or i can just pick it up record a voice memo and just say hey brad thanks for reaching out you know there's a few different ways to do it you know this is kind of typically what things cost but uh you know if you're interested click on the link submit a virtual console because what happens in everybody it's funny every nobody uses that feature Everybody always responds. They're like, holy crap. Like, I didn't think I was going to get a response actually from you. And and then I can respond back like, no, hey, that's what social media is all about. Like being real. So you see how a relationship is being built there. And it's not that it's actually easier than the traditional way. Well, something just clicked because we talk about the whole purpose of this podcast is to bring value to just the business economy in general. Right. And you said something that's going to change my business and my things of doing is that that personal recording or video messaging. And it's funny because I was at the LinkedIn Global Conference in New Jersey and, and a couple of the big LinkedIn influencers, that was their thing. They said, anytime that we get messages, we never text back. Yeah. We send back videos or audio messages every time Love it. to correspond. And, I, and I, you know, at the time, I didn't really think about it. But then today, you know, here we are, we're meeting, you know, for podcasts and instead of sending a text message, you send me a little video or a voice recording. Hey, Brad, here's my ETA. This is where I'm coming from. This is my timing. And it's like super simple, but personable. Yeah, I, d I think it's a it's such a different way to communicate. And I think um, it makes people remember you, you know, and, and the reality is it's a, it started off as a selfish thing for me because I didn't want to spend all the time to type it out. And now I can respond to messages when I'm driving. So I just see it and then I just talk back. So selfishly, I was doing it for me to save time. And then what I saw and realized was that it's way more powerful for, for the person on the other end. And what's amazing is just <laughs> that personal interaction that you're utilizing, whether it be video or audio. And then, of course, the persona on Instagram is that national following. And, 
you know, a lot of people, you know, for you, it makes perfect sense. You know, a national following for what you're doing is great because you do have clients that are going to fly in all over the country. But there's a lot of businesses, maybe like such as mine, they're a little more difficult to go work in New York or have clients. But the whole purpose of national following is that, you know, people talk to people, right? And why not be known as the best cosmetic dentist in Phoenix, right? Nationally, because that's going to bring product. Why not be known as the best builder? Why not be known as the best plumber, you know, in Arizona because yep. people talk and people move and relocate and have family and you know there's a constant involvement and the more that you're marketing for yourself out there in the known entity you know the more branding you have as a company oh yeah and I think you really touched on something there. that's what you don't realize is every interaction you have that person has influence over hundreds of people in their circles and so let's say it's a it's a builder in, in New York that asks you a question you could be like you know they're in New York why am I I don't have time but you take the time to really help them out and, and collaborate and communicate with them. Then the next time somebody else has a relative living in Arizona that's looking to build a home and, and people may think, yeah, how, how often is that going to happen? Well, it does. It does. It does. And, and I mean, I think that's the thing is it doesn't matter. It could be years from now, but when those relationships are built, you know, that's how you scale and that's how you really build a brand. Okay, so I'm going to take you down this path now, Brian, because you've kind of stepped into it. Because one thing that is very different about your branding as well is we've talked about the social media, but you've really, you know, gone into the public speaking realm. Okay, and so a lot of people would ask, okay, Brian, you know, you have a business to run, you have your family and you're traveling, you're doing these speaking engagements. You know, what is the purpose behind that? How has that changed? Because now you're consulting future competitors, but they're not you, right? They're not you. And so you're going to be an industry leader. So how has you know, those speaking engagements and trainings and conferences help continue to build what you're doing? I have, I've always tried to have a mindset of abundance since it is scarcity. Like I believe, so for example, the virtual consult software. So say that again, Carlos, you said abundance, what? I've always tried to have a mindset of abundance instead of a mindset of scarcity. Okay. Okay. So a mindset of scarcity would be, Mm -hmm. I figured out this virtual consult platform I'm going to use it. I'm going to crush it here in Arizona, but I don't want anyone else to know because as soon as they use it, then it's going to slow down for me. Yeah. A mindset of abundance is, holy cow, this works really well. What if I got 20 other doctors here in Arizona using it? You know, how much now it actually becomes a thing and how much more powerful will it be? And so I've always tried to operate that way. And what you find is that, you know, your, your success grows so much faster because one, you become an expert in that field. But also just being there to help other doctors and help other people grow. You always have to stay one step ahead and you always have to be the best in your game. And so I think teaching or educating or putting yourself out there as an expert in a certain field, you know, makes you push yourself harder to to be better and to do better. So it's probably one of the most influential things I've done for my own career is sharing things that work for me in my business with other dentists, other competitors, because you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? It really does. And I love that because, you know, there was a mentor of mine and he always said, which is very similar to your mentality, he said generosity precedes prosperity, right? And he talked about the more you give back, the more generous you are as a person, you know, whether it be that karma or that influence you're putting out there, you know, it, you know it's going to pay itself forward at some point, yeah, right? And that's almost what you're doing. I mean, and by the continuing that training and networking and tutoring of other doctors and being a mentor, you know, you're building this national reputation. You're building this great product and, it, and it's really helped propel your business. Um, so talk about something else you're doing because if, if I understand correctly that you have also 
trainings, right? Where people are coming out and spending and doing some shadowing and doing some training with you. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so that's what's shifting. So for the, probably the past 12 years, I've traveled all over the world speaking to different groups of dentists on various different topics in cosmetic dentistry. It's been, it's been amazing. It's been so fulfilling. But at the same time, I've got kids that are teenagers, and I'm, I'm feeling this need to be more present at home. And so the great thing about building a brand like that is now I can still teach. I can still educate it. I just do it on my terms where I'll bring people out here to me and so I can have 25 doctors fly out put on a two-day event and I can do a fifth as many of those in a year and still you know still get paid to do it and still have it be a big part of my business but not have to travel other places so I think that's the next level you know once you start being more of an expert in your own field now you can yeah, well, people come to you instead of go to them. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure it's more advantageous too where, you know, these doctors come to meet you personally. Well, now they're having some a little bit more one-on-one. It's a little more intimate. Oh, yeah. You know, they're having that training. They're understanding a lot more of, you know, your systems and protocol and how you're doing things and consulting. So I'm sure it's a lot more valuable too for just the end user. Oh, yeah, for sure. So how does someone, you know, we've spoken about how you get comfortable on camera. So how do you get comfortable with public speaking? Oh, geez. <laughs> Because all of us hate that. I don't, you know, even for me, you know, it's something I do and I still get nervous, right? It's like, how yeah. do you, how do you battle that? I think, I do think it's one of those things you either love it or you don't. Like when I get on a stage and especially like the bigger the stage, the more of a rush, you know, and I right. think that's kind of the type of thing that I think it's just something that, that people either love it or they don't. However, I do think it's something that can be learned. I think, um, I think the more comfortable you are with the topic, the easier it's going to be like right now I'm loving this because I feel like it's a, it's a language I know how to speak where you get me talking about cars or about <laughs> building homes. No, like that. I hire you for that stuff. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So it's uh, part of it's the, the more comfortable we are with the topic, the easier it is. So that's interesting. I, I found the same. I think the more confident you are knowledgeable about that topic, the more, you know, the more easy it is to deliver that message. Right. Yeah, Whereas sure. if, if you're unprepared or, just like anything, it's a little bit more more challenging. So, you know, Brian, how did talk to us about how you got to this point? Because were you always like, was that your aspiration to always be a cosmetic dentist? What's a little bit of your background? What brought you, you know, to the point you are today? Yeah, I mean, I graduated dental school in two thousand five, and within three months, I had started a an online uh, dental education directory for all the CE courses, all the continuing edu courses and in, in continuing education courses in dentistry. And, and this was strictly like family practice dentistry. Yeah, this is so this is like if you wanted to go learn about a certain way to do dentistry, like you go, these are all the 6,000 courses in the world, but there was not one single location where all those lived. So I started that business and I did so because I saw a good idea and I saw that, oh, this could be something that makes me money. So I, let me ask you, so how did you even come up with that concept? I mean, you have to have, I guess, some innate entrepreneur mentality, which it sounds like you have, but how did you even find that need and then have the courage to go seek? And well, yeah, I saw a, a flyer came to my office and I didn't look at my mail for like a week. And then by the time I looked at it, I realized the course was the day before and I missed it. And I'm like, you know, it would be nice to know what courses were coming up. It'd be nice to, to look and have a calendar of, of all the different events. But I think the mistake I made with that, and it was a ton of fun, and it helped me kind of build a reputation within dentistry, but I did it because it was a good idea to make me money. It mm -hmm. was a good idea financially, okay? 
And then, but it wasn't a passion behind it. There's no passion. Yeah, you know, I mean, th- there was. The education was a passion, but it yeah. was, it was, it was more of a selfish desire. And then later on in business, opening up multiple offices. At the time, it was like, hey, we're doing so well here, we should open up many offices. And that same thing, my mentality of, it's a good business opportunity, business idea. Like, let's do it. And what's fascinating is, it wasn't until I let go of all that and said, hey, you know what? I just want to do the things I'm passionate about and build ideas around those. And if they're good ideas and the passion's there, then then they'll grow. And that's what happened with Smile Virtual. You know, now we're we're in almost 250 offices um, in four different countries. And and uh, you know, it's an idea that's growing. And yeah, there's financial benefit, but you know, I I love doing it, and and I'll never get sick of it. So I know that's kind of a long-winded answer, but no, I that's think, great. I think that's that's the way I approach everything I do now is less about is this going to be financially beneficial more about is this going to get me excited and can I be passionate about this? So, I, I mean, just to give you some kudos, if you will, even though we're here on the podcast is, you know, my cousin, as you know, my cousin and her husband, I mean, they, they've been a uh, admirer of you and they follow your work. And this is like, they've always texted me, Hey, can you give me hold of Brian? Can you talk to Brian? You know, I'm like, yeah, he's like super accessible. Like, you know, and you've helped them and trained them, you know, they're out of California and went to dental school at USC and they've been huge proponents. And he said, you know, what's amazing is Brian, like I could reach out and just talk to him. He talked to me for half an hour. Like it was amazing that he would just take the time to talk to me, you know? Yeah. It was funny. I sent him a 10 minute video this morning and we've already messaged back and forth on boxer like three times (laughs) today because he's got some cases coming up and he's, he's actually in a mastermind of mine now and to where I can, you know, have regular interaction and coach him on a daily basis. And so I think, I think that's the value right there of relationships. You know, he, because of you, he and I got connected and now I've got a great relationship with him. Tyler's awesome. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, going back to the social media and Instagram, this is why everyone should be actively pursuing this, you know, these platforms on social media is because this network where, you know, one of my employees, girlfriends, you know, found you and come get your work done. You know, my cousin who's here and these are circles and these are people out of state that aren't really, direct contacts day to day of you and I, but yet in the same circles and we're totally different industries. And it's yep. amazing just the power of how big of a country we are, yet it can be so small and you can build these relationships nationally through something like social media. Yeah, especially if you have a if you have a business that can scale on a national level. You know, for for businesses like yours and mine, you know, more so yours when you're local and you don't want to expand different states maybe and you know it, it, people may look at it as as a waste of time, but it's really not. I mean, it's there's so much power in just in doing it right and connecting with people. So for anyone that's concerned, I know one of the feedbacks too, as we get back into social media, is they're concerned, well, if I put myself out there or practices or businesses, you know, there's always the concern of plagiarism. But again, as we've alluded to, they're not you, right? You have your personality, you're you're the leader. You know, they they're not you. But even more than that, they're they're nervous about the trolls that are out there, right? Yeah. The people that are gonna criticize saying, Well, Brian, why are you doing it this way? It should be done this way, like you know, and you get a lot of that feedback. So how do you deal with that? How do you decipher that? How do you overcome that fear, you know, being out there so actively on social media? Oh yeah. I mean, dentists are some of the most judgmental people <laughs> you'll ever meet, right? So there's this big fear in dentistry of well, what if I post this before and after case and what if what if I get judged and what if they don't think it's good? And what I what I realized is all of those feelings, all of that stuff, it's all about me, right? Mm-hmm. About me being embarrassed, about me getting criticized. And and if you can let go of that and just make it about the people, like, well, yeah, forget about me for a minute. 
could this help somebody else that maybe is struggling with their self-confidence? Could this help somebody else out there that really could benefit from this? And when you let go of it and, and come at it from that place, then it's like, you know, who cares? Just do you and, and not worry about it. No, that's great advice. And, and something I've seen, too, from our side is, although you have some of that negativity and those trolls that you have to overcome and, you know, do you, but um, I've seen where, you know, a couple of people have messaged me and said, hey, Brad, maybe look at it this way, right? Here's another technique or here's this. You know, you may want to consider this. And so what I found is it's almost a continuing education, right, where some people that have maybe had experiences or maybe a better idea or a better technique or a better method, and so it's actually helped us refine our business that, yeah, I could take that as a negative if someone criticized me, but I could also look at it like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to now change a system that's going to better oh my yeah. client. For sure, because I can use a product. Maybe I use a certain resin cement for a veneer, and somebody messaged me and says, hey, you know, why are you still using that? You know, there's a way better product out, and I just might not be aware of it. Yeah. And so, you know, I could take that as somebody criticizing, or I can take it and learn from it and grow because there's so many products and it's changing all the time right there's just so much out there that we have to keep on top of so it's hard to have that feel unless someone's you know helping you with that so from a personal standpoint and you talked about this as you're traveling you know and speaking publicly so how are you balancing you know personal family work social media you know all these things that we're dealing with and you're a young business owner with with you know young teenage kids so how are you balancing find that balance in your life well, it depends on who you ask. So <laughs> if, you, if you ask my wife, I'm out of balance. No, <laughs> actually, I joke because I think the key is having a spouse that is supportive and a spouse that believes in you and what you're doing. Uh, I could do nothing that I'm doing now without her support, right? Because there have been times that have been crazy, you know, and there have been times that I've been gone when she's needed me. So I think that's, one, just having a spouse that's understanding, and if they're not, you know, being able to communicate them with them in a way to help them understand what it is that you're doing and ultimately have whoever you make decisions with in your life, have them be on the same page. Aside from that, I mean, I'll be honest, it's something I've struggled with always. And it's it's this this ability to truly say no to things because, you know, every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. And, and my wife told me one time, um, as we were having one of these conversations when, when my life was out of balance, she said, you know what, Brian? She's like, the, the thing is, like, you could be good at anything you do, but you just can't be good at everything. And I thought that was really interesting because what it showed me is, like, she, she truly believed in me as a dentist and as a person, as an entrepreneur, but she also recognized that if I try to do everything that, you know, that I'm not going to be able to be the best I can at, at certain things that I focus on. So I try to always come back to that and and uh, try to say no more than I say yes. So say no sometimes. You know, be really careful about what you're committing yourself to do. And one thing I've noticed, too, is even on a couple of your trips, you took your daughter, I think, recently. And yeah. she got to go with dad and go do the, yeah. you, you know, the public speaking. And so you're optimizing some of that time away, maybe with your wife or with your kids and, and bringing them as part of that to pass that on and have that one on one time. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought her is she's the one that used to get so mad at me every time I'd be gone. And so I thought, you know what? she has no idea what I'm doing when I'm gone. So it was a three city speaking tour <laughs> in three days. And the poor girl Posey was like sleeping on the plane, red eye flights. It was brutal, but she was there in the back recording me with, you know, recording video of me with, with the phone. And so I think it gave her a different insight into why I do what I do and what dad does. And of course that bonding time, you know, when you got to do that. Yeah. So, so, so what's next for, um, 
for Dr. Brian Harris? I mean, what are you what are you excited about coming up? Um, I can't spill the beans. Yeah. <laughs> no, the next thing for me is I've been I've been working the last several months on really perfecting the the products that are out there in the dental space for the consumer. Really coming up with with a an oral care product that that is really beneficial than not you know that, that truly helps people with their oral health and so i can't give up too much right now and that's but okay. check in with me in, in february and uh and uh, i'll let you know because it's it's exciting stuff that that the world of dentistry has never seen so. so for everybody listening you know where can they find you because it's important now that they're gonna now that we've dangled this little carrot form that they can follow up here in a few months you know where, where are they gonna find you I mean, obviously, I'm most active just on, on social media. So Instagram, at Dr. Brian Harris. Um, that's probably the, the easiest way. And then, um, you know, and then emails, just brian at drbrianharris.com. So what's your LinkedIn? What's your website? Uh, at Dr. Brian Harris. And then and then uh, com. I love that consistency. I try to, I try to keep some consistency. <laughs> keep it simple, <laughs> stupid, right, yeah. as I say. I had to grab all those names early on, so. Well, you've been amazing, Brian. You've shared some amazing information for our guests and listeners, so or, or for our listeners, I should say. So thanks for coming on today. Can't thank you enough for being um, part of this podcast. And for all of you listening, we're going to have Brian tagged. We'll have all his information. So make sure and go give him a follow. Go see what he's doing as he's changing the industry of cosmetic dentistry and is a big influencer. So you won't be disappointed. So thank you, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for having me, buddy. Thanks. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast today with Dr. Brian. Can't thank him enough for making time for our podcast and sharing his insight about social media and how to leverage that for your brand. And next week, as a continuation of social media, we're bringing on Martin Fulsinger for episode 14. And he has his own podcast. Most of you in the construction industry know Martin. And we're going to allow him to flip the microphone and be interviewed as we discuss SEO, marketing, social media, and how you can utilize so many of these different platforms that are out there for your business. 